Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. So again, we find ourselves where the time is short, so we'll, we'll do our best to go quick. I like to, um, but um, this is uh, still one of the more complicated cases. I think it's pretty much the last real complicated page in the uh, in Shkolem. <laughs> our luck, right? Um, but it's just to know, because if you want to figure it out, like the more details, you could spend time on it. This has to do with really two things. Um, one, when a person donates to the Beis Hamikdash uh, different things, which funds do those different things go to? And um, meaning that uh, there's the house fund, there's Corbanus funds, uh, there's uh, how do those things, each one get decided what it's used for? Let's say you have offerings, so which offerings is it? What, you know, what, what type is it going to be used for? Uh, can it be used directly, or is it sold as the offering? So that's like just complicated, how to, how to figure that out, what everything goes in. The, the second area is how to uh, deconsecrate money. You have something that's holy, uh, and um, so we don't have a big frame of reference for this, because when's the last time we de- deconsecrated something? But uh, there's an idea that when something has Kedusha, and it, it belongs to the base Amigdush, and now we're going to turn it into just money. <laughs> there needs to be like a, an action of taking something, and it doesn't just... Put it in a bin. Right, right. it has to be it redeemed. Is holy. Right. right. Yeah. Well, he's still holy, but okay, he has to be redeemed. Right, right. right. But there has to... Take the Kedusha off the kid. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, ha- there has to be a, uh, a process of doing that. And if this process isn't followed... Uh, then a person who, who takes this hegdish money is going to be in trouble. So those are the two issues. We've got multiple opinions. Plus, since this is a Jerusalem Gomorrah, we've got multiple texts about what those opinions are. So that's why, if you wanted to, you could spend a lot of time on it. But we are going to try to do our best. Let's see the Mishnah. A person donates all of their property. He gives it all to hegdish. And... Um, he gives it to Hektish. Vahayu Behen. Yeah, I'm going to put this aside. We'll just use it if we have to. Um, so he d- gives it all to Hektish. Vahayu Behen Dwarim Haroy Lekarbana Sibor. Some of the things he gave are fit to be offered. Um, so um, what should he, uh, what should we do? So. Was he Chayev in giving Karbanas or some of his animals uh, technically could have been? So uh, we'll see that. Um, uh-huh. The first case, actually, we're not talking about uh, Corbanus. We're talking about he had some incense there. He donated, they, they, he donated and uh, included in there were, was some incense. So um, now what do we do? And we'd like to get that incense back to the base Amigdush, because that's really the only one who can use it well. So nothing. The, the only way he could have gotten those incense was by being paid. Right. Yeah, yeah, the Gemara's going to figure that out. We're all oh, jumping into the Gemara. Right, right, right. But if it's incense, what's wrong with it going back to the base of Middash anyway? Uh, there's no problem, but we need to just make right it happen. Place. It's in the right place. Yeah, right, okay, right, that's right. Uh, all that, that's the first half of the Gemara. Now we can close the page. Right. Okay. So, uh, uh, but that, that's what's going to happen. So, uh, so first what they do is they pay the workers uh, with this um, incense. And then you buy it, uh, then they can buy it back. Uh, paying a worker with something holy doesn't really deconsecrate it. It's not consistent with what we learned in the last Mishnah. 
what you do is you put uh, money on the side, umechalan osa alamos, and you deconsecrate. You always need to, in order to deconsecrate it, you need to hold it next to something else, like and undeconsecrate it. And then you could give it to this incense. Then you could go buy it for next year. Now, this we had before. Why doesn't Hegdish just keep it? So the problem is it has to come from communal funds. And it can't even be from last year's funds. It has to be from the coming, the new year's funds. Because every year the avoda is done from the shkalim of that year. Um, Again, it's also a lesson. We we have to work on this year's fuel. We can't we can't run on autopilot. We all have to. Every year has to be a new avoda. It's not enough that we had enough to cover from last year or whatever, or the or it's been going on forever. Uh, each year it has to be newly regenerated. Okay, next case. Now we get to the animals. So if you donate the, your property, you got the animals. So behema royal got and you have the animals that are fit for offering. And you've got male animals and female animals. So Relazar Omar, so you can kind of, um, uh, but whether they're male or female tells you what category to put them in. So it's the male offerings, you, you sell those for uh, burnt offerings. The Nikavos, those should be sold, those should be sold to people that want to bring Shlamim. Now, uh, what, is, what, what do you do with the money? In other words, you had this estate, and Hektish has an estate sale, right? So if somebody wants to buy this for their Corbin, and uh, so then they get the money. So the money goes with the rest of his property. That goes to the house fund. Because uh, apparently when a person donates, he's donating to what's called Bedeka Bias. That's the house fund. Yeshua okay. says, He says, you don't sell them. It, it's a little circus. Um, basically, instead of it all going to the house fund, these offerings actually go straight as korbanos. Uh, in other words, when he donated, so he donated his house, he donated his utensils, and there were some animals in the backyard, right? So is it that everything is meant to be um, given to the house fund, and we just sell the animals to be used as a korban, or no, the, the animals actually go to the korban fund, and the house goes to the house fund? That's really the question. So uh, Rabbi Yeshua, he says, no, the animals go to the Corbin fund. The Zechorah Matzvah, the male offerings, you bring over the cave, it's okay. Now, um, the, the, um, in the base of Migdash, they could always bring olas. We had them before. Those usually kept the altar. When nothing else was going on, you could bring some olas over there. So they can, they can always use olas. Now, Shlomim, you need to have a partner. That's a, a, in other words, there's no female offering that you could do as a, a female, the only one you have is the shlamim, which is a peace offering, so you need somebody to buy that. So the shlamim, yimkut sokesh yiveshomim, and that money you, sh- you can use to bring olas. Uh, all the rest of the property, that goes for Bedeka Bayes. So, uh, so we have a big debate here. Again, a person donates their property. Uh, does the, all the funds go to Bedeka Bayes funds, or does some of them get used in the Corbin fund, direct korbanos? That's really the debate here. Okay, fine. Uh, he didn't say very, he didn't really specify. If he specified, we wouldn't have a question. If he said, you know, he wants these korbanas to be brought after he dies, or he wants, uh, or even when he's alive. Okay, so who's right? Omar, Rebbe Kivirunis, Diver Rebbe Lazar. I agree with Rebbe Lazar. More, that was the um, uh, the first view, that it's all Bedeka Bayes. Uh, why? Because Shir Lazar, Hishwes Midosef, like Rebbe Lazar, everything is like straightforward. It just, but everything goes into the Bedeka Bayes fund. 
Yeshua Chalak, and he argues. Omre Papas, he says, I don't, I Shematias Divreshnehem. This is the first time we had this rabbi, Rabbi Papias. <laughs> we had a lot of the Papas. I don't know if it's related to Papa. There's Rabbi Papa and Rabbi Papias. Okay. He says, Shematias Divreshnehem, but Makdish Beferish. He says, I think they both have a point if he was specific. I'm sorry, um, he says, I hear both of them. Okay, and what do I mean? Hamaktish beferish, if he says clearly, it's Berachavayis. So, um, I'm sorry, if he says clearly that he want to bring Korbanos, so that it's like Rebbe Lezer. If he doesn't say clearly, then I go with Rebbe Yeshua, that it just goes into Berachavayis. So beferish is referring to that he... He, so he, he specified Korbanos, then why would he want to go into Bede Kabayas? Just the rest of it. Uh, he, he donated Korbanos plus uh, utensils and other things. And so he donated the whole house, right? That was uh, his whole property. So there was a lot of stuff in that estate. No, so I'm saying so, so if he specified, if Beferish means he specified. He specified the Korbanos Beferish. But he didn't, he didn't necessarily say where, where the other money would go. Right. The Korbanos, I want, you know, I want these animals offered, and the rest. Uh, what about new case? Uh, no animals. But this time he has some wine, some oil, some flour. So guess what? Uh, we almost have the same debate. So they should be sold to people that are buying wine and flour for the base of English. And then the money should use for custom, and everything else goes to Berekabayas. And again, it's it's almost similar to the animal case. Uh, he had, you know, would he have wanted his wine to be... It sounds like they had certain... Flour, for sure, only the finest flour could be used in the basin English. Wine, I, I'm not sure if the... I, I don't know if the if it's so difficult to have wine be used to pour. Like, I don't know what the qualifications were for the... No, I mean, they're just pouring it down the hole anyway. Right, right. But I'm saying, like, the, the flour, like, if you have to have it refined a hundred times or whatever. In other words, what... Right, so wh- I'm asking, what's based on English quality wine? So right. you're saying that they're not, they're not so picky. I, mean, I don't know. It's like the milk gets eaten, right? Right, right. That's but, true, right. So. Yeah, so you want to have the best. It's getting eaten, but, but it's the, being poured to Hashem, so maybe important. Hashem has preferences. Right. You know, you it's got to have be. good old baby wine. <laughs> right. Okay, good point. Okay, let's see the Gemara. So, Hamak Tishkabana Sibor, so Rabbi Yochan and Amr Kotoris. So, this is what we figured out. They're, 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 he, what he had in the estate was the Kotoris. You have to explain who's going to have Katoris in their house. <laughs> so the answer is it's one of the workers from the, uh, the incense factory over there. So why did Ben Ezai add an extra step over there in redeeming the Katoris? Why can't you just pay for work with incense? Here, you did a good job. Have some frankincense, right? Why can't you just do that? You can't uh, deconsecrate by just handing somebody incense for work, el alamos. You always need to take money first. I think Rabbi Cohen had a good point about Pidgin Abed, that you need to deconsecrate him on money. In other words, that's how deconsecration works. The firstborn has a certain holiness, and um, uh, it needs to be de- the concept is that really he should be dedicated in the Beis Amigdash. But we don't we don't do it like that. So you have to deconsecrate on money, so to speak. But you do find that that's how you deconsecrate. That's that's really the question. Can you deconsecrate without money? Okay. So it's a half dollars though that you do that with. So now they they just keep. Excuse me. They keep getting more and more holy for more and more people using those things. That's a good point. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. um, 
in, in some ways. In some yeah, ways they do. Right. In some ways they do. Um, they're not they, allowed to be used for anything else, though, right? Uh, they are, That's because right. once once the Kohen, it's like a gift to a Kohen. Once it's holy, but once the Kohen gets it, so it's like... Uh, yeah, so then yeah. Once, once you pay me, let's say, for the coins, or if you just gave me the coins... I'm okay. in the business, too, so but okay. Yeah, okay, right, right, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My last okay. name was Cohen. Your okay. last name is Cohen. Okay. 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 So, Tom uh, over there we learned, Yesh <laughs> he says over there... Uh, we can split it. <laughs> so, actually, I've never seen a Kohanim split it. You have to give one. You have to choose one. Uh, there's sometimes uh, things go to the house fund. Because plain hectish goes to the house fund. In other words, somebody donated to... If you give hectish, that means what's called Bedekabais. Uh, so, uh, Bedekabais... And anything can go to the house because anything, they can sell anything. So anything that you decide to give to Hegdish, it becomes holy. And if somebody were to um, uh, take it or benefit from it, they're in trouble. Kohanim, they don't get any of that. That doesn't go to them. That's Rebbe Lozer's opinion because he said, he said, even though you had animals that were fit to go on the altar in a cave, he said, fine, so sell the animals to be used for korbanos. But at the end of the day, who gets the money? All the money ends up in Berikabais. Because he says that that's where, that's the ultimate, when people donate, that's what they're giving. So, how does he know? Because it says like this, it says a person donates their house. It's holy. But my, what are we talking about? If we're talking about uh, uh, land, something attached to the land, he's giving the house itself. So that's a different parsha. There's another place in the Torah where it talks about donating the house, donating the property. So clearly this isn't talking about donating the house, but it's talking about donating what's in the house. He's donating his property. Uh, so And we see from here that where does the property go? Uh, the things in his house, they go to the Bedekabai's fund. Where is their debate whether what fund it goes to? That's where you donate property. Now, what about if you do- donate flocks? So then, Kuliyama Modashilim is Bayach. In other words, if you donate, you know, you donate your, uh, um, your various pots and pans and your various books, so clearly that goes to the house fund, even if there's an occasional animal. But if you're donating a flock, so there, everybody you would think would agree that you're donating for the, uh, the Mizbeach fund, for the Corbin fund, not for so the... All the, the Kalings, all the other peripheral stuff goes to the Corbonus. Is that what you're saying? Um, is that what this opinion is saying? Well, the question is, wh- where did he want the money of the of whatever you're going to? They're going to sell the stuff, and they're going they're going to have the money. Which fund does it? Which pushka does it get put yeah. in? So we're saying though that if he donates animals, it's pretty. You know, we don't say he meant the house fund. Oh, it right. sounds yes. like he yes. meant the Corbin yes. fund. Rabbi Bob, Rabbi Bob, Rav Chuna B'Shem Rav, my Pagidu Kadosh Edro, I'm a Kadosh Nechasov. But if you donate your property, he wants to say that everybody agrees it goes to Bedekabais. So it, 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 we're kind of coming out that it depends on what you donate. 
if you donated, um, even though in the end they're going to sell it, but when you donate possessions, we understand it goes to the house fund. And when you donate property, we would understand it goes to the Corbin fund. Mm-hmm. But according to him, it, uh, it, it would be difficult. Um, who isn't an animal for the uh, for the Corbin fund. So why would you, uh, why in the first case would you say, it, in other words, once you uh, say that you kind of, um, it depends on what, what he donated, and since in the first case most of the items go into Bedeca bias, so how do you explain the view that you separate out the animals? If if you see from the nature of the rest of the bequest that it's going to the Bedeca bias fund, uh, so the answer is You can learn by Kanan Chashav. One second. What is the case? Kishu Omer Lo Yia Ella Bedeca bias. He wants to say that he he said that he actually specified that he wanted the house fund. So, uh, in other words, he, the, the reason why everything goes to Bedekabais, even when he had Karbanis, was he specified the house fund. So Rabbi Yochanan said, Lav Shniya, he doesn't like that answer, but Kanisha Kosov. Um, let me see how, just how he words this. Um, yeah. So, um, the, the 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 case that we just said was that we he we assume that when he donates like that with other possessions that he means for Bedeka buys. Uh So this is what I was getting confused with was this Reb Yochanan. He um he, Reb Yochanan is the third view. He says Lav Shniyahi. He says there's no difference um, if uh, whether uh, there's animals or not. Um, he holds they still argue even when it's all animals. Um, Okay, um, next. Rav Kuna b'shem Rav 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 Evo b'shem Rav Yochanan Kachi Bedeka Bayis Shaponin Tmimim. What happens if it was Kachi Bedeka Bayis? It was part of the house fund, and uh, they bought these animals. So once you buy the animals, Yotzi Um the animals can be totally unholy at that point. In other words, even though he gave it to Hegdish. And they uh, they sold it, and they're using the money for the funds. What happens to the animals afterwards? Do they still? Uh, so he's saying they totally go out. Um, and actually, we see that from the Masisin Amrukain. The Mishnah says like that. Vlad v'chavon muter la'achar pejonin, and they're totally uh, totally deconsecrated afterwards. As we turn the page, Rabbi Chizkia b'shem Rechista tepater. He says shepotin to me mehuma. says not so fast. It's only if they get blemishes that they can go totally out. Uh, there's this idea that once it's holy, it doesn't become non-holy so easily. So he wants to argue that it's only if they actually get a blemish that you'd, it would be totally unholy to, uh, to be fully used. And he says, uh, he brings the raya also. He says, And, and it would be forbidden and, uh, after it's redeemed until it gets a blemish. So we have an, a debate here. So how would how would you ever redeem something? 
how would you ever make something fit for the altar if it was part of the uh, community fund, the Bedeka Bias Fund? So he says, by Bali Mumin. So if it had a blemish, if, if it had a blemish, um, then, um, then, then it would uh, uh, it would be chalun. Second. Second. They got it with a blemish. It was donated with a blemish. Uh, let's see. One second. Yeah. So. Um, he changes the gear so a little bit. That's, that's also where I'm having a challenge. If you read the actual words, you'll find out that they changed the actual words. So I'll read it the way he has it here in the, in the Masifta. The, one of the things about the Masifta was that they, uh, they actually went to a lot of the ancient manuscripts and they checked out the... Um, and so uh, their, the particular version that they use, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit better edited. So, Rav Chizkia B'Shem Reb Yusa. That's um not Rafiski. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 okay. Four lines down. Yeah. He says, Kachi Bedekabai Shapadit Mimim, if you redeemed them and they were um uh they they go fully out. Uh so the ain't tomar and you might want to wonder, Lo Yotzilakulin, how can they just go out if they were fully fit for an offering? Hey Kachi Mizbeach and um uh how can something that was uh, originally, um How could, it, how do things? Um, First, they were donated with them. Yeah. yeah so, so that's what he says. But uh, mumim, that uh, that they had the balay mumim, and so they they never got the extreme holiness, which, um, as, as he said. So then he said, Leda um, mili. If if the um, if they have blemishes, so then how are they holy? Now we're asking a new question. If the animals were really blemished, right. uh, then when, how did they get cut? Uh, in what regard were they holy? They were never meant to be korbanos then. Yeah, but they were, they were donated to the base of Mikdash. So. Right, but they, they were never fit to be korbanos. So they should so, go in that general fund. Right, but how do, in what regard are they like sanctified as, as offerings if they're never eligible to be offerings? From the get-go, right. Oh, so right. the more it says, the Gizilavoda, you wouldn't be allowed to shear them or work them until they're redeemed. So even though they're not korbanos, uh, they still are like put on hold until they're redeemed. Huh. So, uh, so then we said, uh, ulapisko. Um, uh, what happens if a person donates uh, a female offering for an ola, or the korban pesach, or, or an asham, um, and uh, so the uh, these are, uh, female offering isn't kosher for these offerings. <laughs> you kind of donated an animal. In a certain way, the uh, previous case, you donated day. a blemished animal, right. uh, and so what happens when you donate it and it's going in the wrong place? So the first question is, what? well, can you, uh, does it have holiness at all? So there's an interesting, if you want to switch um, Let's say you realize you had a female one and you said, whoops, I, I didn't check the animal before I donated it. So instead, let me take the holiness off and I'll switch it to the male one. Now, in Tzmura, is interesting. You're really not supposed to make Tzmura's, but many times people did. They didn't know about not substituting. 
So, but the question is, can you make a tmura? So he's saying you could because it's, it, it was designated. You might not have realized that a female can't go in that category, but it got to holiness. Rav Shimon said, only for an ola, but but for those categories, if females are not kosher, you can't make a tmura. For none of them can you make it more. So that's our third opinion here. So somebody donates the wrong kind of animal, invests the wrong kind of kedusha in the wrong kind of animal, where you have a female and he turns it into a pesach or a hashem. Or attempts to invest. Attempts to invest, right. So then, did the kedusha take hold or not? So we have three opinions. This, this is an intentional, right? Yeah, it's not intentional. Yeah, he just didn't know. He, either he didn't know it was a female, or he didn't know that local that a female was no good. So, I feel like that's me. I would have no. I, you know, I, you know, if I had an animal, I don't know the female or male. I wouldn't. It is so hard to tell because both of them have the little thing drooping down on their belly. Oh, they do. I see. So it isn't so. Truthfully said, the way the way you, I've been taught to tell is you look on the tachlis. And if there's two holes, you know it's a female. If it's one hole, then... It's oh, that's the trick. I see. Okay. It's amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So it's possible for a, a person not to, not to yeah, know so easily. Yeah, it's not hard. <laughs> uh, all right. So the funny, how do you explain the opinion that it got some holiness? So he wants to say there is one kind of female offering that's brought uh, by a female bird. So that means that there is something in the Ola category that's female, and that's how that works. Um, if you would find, like, um, uh, if there is some other species in its category that could be brought, then you could say that it has a connection to that kind of holiness. But, um, but if it has no, no, nothing in its category, uh, like the... Uh, uh, the Pesach, where there's no other type of uh, Kedusha's Pesach other than a male, so then it wouldn't work. So, um, uh, so it shouldn't become holy. So he explains. What would it mean? Where does he argue? Let's say you have an Asham, a guilt offering, and it's only supposed to be brought within the first year, and you bring a two-year-old, or a two-year-old, and you bring a three-year-old. You don't fulfill your obligation. Omer, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yeshua, Shnei Mamadavarecha. They both say the same thing. What is that? Kamad, Yeshua, Omer, Nekeva, Laola, Lokacha, Ella. He says that a female will never get Ola holiness. Uh, and so therefore, what do you mean? Lokicha, Ella, Damim. So it's only holy that you sell it and you could use that money. Akain, Rabbi Shimon, Omer, Nekeva, Laola, Lokicha, Ella, Hagdish, Damim. You're just making a donation. You're saying Hegdish can sell the female, not that it, it actually is intrinsically an offering. Just he, for the money. Just for the money. Because they don't never get Kedushas Aguf. So, Omar Rebbe, so again, we have three opinions and we're trying to understand it. So, Omar Rebbe, uh, I don't agree with him by Korban Pesach because you, a, a female won't have a Kedusha of Korban Pesach. And, uh, and even when Korban Pesach is left over, uh, it goes into the category of shlamim, and shlamim do have females. So maybe the reason a female could go as a pesach is it could be oh, like yeah. a leftover pesach, and that's how it would work. Maybe the same thing is true with an ashram. If you have a leftover ashram, it could be brought as an ola, and there's that female bird that's an ola. So we're trying to see uh, how it was that a female could have some connection to a korban pesach 
or some connection to a korban ashim. Because somehow in that category, if it's left over, it'll fit. Um, he says that since uh, if you donate a Pesach, it ends up being a Shlamin, Gufu Karav Shlamin. It has a Kedusha Shlamin also. And if you donate an Ashim, it could end up being an Ola. Ain't Gufu Karav Ola. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, uh, but it itself uh, wouldn't be, uh, it isn't actually brought as an Ola. What happens is you let it get a blemish and you then uh, sell the money to bring an Ola. That's not the same as the offering being brought as an Ola. Our, our question now is getting back to the female. Does the female have Kedusha or you can just sell the female and bring a Korban is the question. So Ma'o Kedain, what's the halacha? So, you know, he says, Hegdish Damim Kaddish. Um, we say that the money is holy, and that's what you sell it for. And the other opinion says, no, the animal itself uh, has the holiness. So now we get to the... Um, so let's just pause for a second. I, I know where the, um, the... The question was where somebody donated a female offering to a category where it's not fit to be an offering. And so we had three opinions what, what to do over here. Do we say it's just a money donation and you sell it and it goes to the house and it has no connection to being an actual Corbin? That's one possibility. Or do we say that somehow, some way, in that overall category, there is a female, if you bring a bird or if the animal Corbin is no good and it's resold, so therefore it's connected to having that Kedusha and you have to find a way to bring with the money or something to use it as the, in that way. That was the, the, those were the two basic options. So um, we had a third twist, which was a little bit in between. Um, so, but the question now is, what are the sources in the Chumash for this debate? And we'll just finish up with that in the last few. So, This is the Pasuk. This sounds like anything can be brought as an Ola. Zakhur, uh, now, how do you know even females? Tamalomer, Baboka, Larabba, it says anything in the flock. So, this is an overall rule that, that when it comes to an Ola, any animal is eligible. But it says male. The Torah itself says male offerings, and you're saying flocks comes to include females. That's a funny drusha, isn't it? The Torah said male, and then we're saying, well, flocks, why did it say male? So, and it's when it said a whole animal, do you want to say babakar lerabos balimumi to include? Uh, in other words, isn't a male exclusive, a male and not a female? Because no. there's only two ca- categories. Unlike what modern answer, it's either a male or a female. There's no. There's no. Animal. I, I haven't heard that they do that with animals yet. But yeah, it's a, or maybe they. they but it's only a male or not. It, it can, so it's a funny thing if it said male to include a female. So it's like the animal's perfect and you have a reboy, and so let's include not perfect ones. You would never dash in that way. That's really his question. So Rebbe, uh, he says, Shabbat dekana b'neihem. He says, uh, as we'll, um, he says, um, He says there seems to be a piece of wood in between them. When people knit, 
they have uh, they use uh, when they they finish one column of cloth and another they separate it with a piece of wood. So he's trying to say that this argument between the two, um, they don't like each other's drushes. Sometimes you disagree and say, well, I darshan it this way. Here, it's almost like he feels that the other drush is way off. So there's like a piece of wood between them. Rav Omer shifta the kadnobeneihem. How do you resolve? You know, it's not a simple debate. They definitely have a big difference of opinion over here. No, but like he doesn't even answer the question though. If the Torah says Zohar, that's exactly what it means. Right, right. So that's what he's saying. Like yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, saying strong. that yeah. it's pretty strong. Yeah. So that that's I think not that, only that they're taking it one step forward. They're saying that an akeva, a girl, um, they're already pre preempting the fact that it's not going to be part of the Pesach offering and using that as a shalom. Right, Shalom right. as well, right? Mm, right. It never ever had the potential to be a Pesach offer. Right, right, right. right. It yeah, could just be a reject. Right, it's a right. There's a war between them. Yeah, that's right. Okay, we will stop here at the two dots at the bottom. Okay, shkuch.